Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my man Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a little three-game slate here on a Tuesday night, Nate. A couple good games, though, so we do have some fun game videos up for you and our player props that we're bringing you each and every weekday of this regular season. So come back and like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. Also want you to head to thelines.com. Nate and Gang put all the great written content up there for you guys, including all of our player props picks. Uh, so go ahead and get in there and also check out our odds finder tool. You can use that to make sure you're getting the best juice back as you shop those NBA bets uh, this season. Nate, let's get into that little three-game slate and then get into our first game here, Lake Show in Cleveland. Yeah, that's the first game up here, and Lakers are up to plus five and plus 172 on the money line. I actually thought it would be trending the other way uh, based on recent results, but here we are uh, getting even more value on the Lakers. I'll talk about that one in a minute. Pistons are plus nine at the Heat. We're on a back-to-back, and thank God we don't have to talk about the Pistons again. Uh, If this was just a two-game slay, we would. And the Heat, the incredibly inconsistent Miami Heat. Who wants to talk about that? Um, And then the Mavs are up to plus five at Denver. I do understand why that's moving in that direction um, since Dallas is on a back-to-back here and has been awful on the road. That's the other game we will break down, though. Looking for some betting angles. Um, Look, I'm less confident about this Lakers spread than I was at Milwaukee. uh, Cleveland is is definitely frisky, um, and they've just been – wildly inconsistent i mean like i'm trying to find an angle for the over or under and there's so many uh contrasting options in terms of what you want to do like cleveland either their offense just does not show up whatsoever or they will light it up with those two guards just getting hot um yeah i guess you could throw a third guy in karis lavert who had a random spike game but I think if you are looking at the total, betting the under live might might hit because um, Cleveland's offense has ground to a halt in the second half of games this season, uh, and they are by far the best defense in the second half, allowing in their last three a league low 44 points per game in those second halves. Uh, but right, I mean, what I would want to do here is just keep riding the Lakers. And you said you want to climb aboard the bandwagon. Uh, there is there is room uh, for for us, for us who stood on the island of the Lakers are going to bounce back. AD and LeBron are going to have a revenge season and then looked so stupid when they started two and eight. Well, they've won eight of their last 10, uh, and AD looks like the defensive player of the year, if not a MVP candidate right now. And LeBron is getting back into the swing of things for sure. Their offense is another thing to be wary about because they just want to push the pace and score, 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 scoring 130 per game with a 103 pace, getting 28 free throw attempts per game. In their last fives, you know, give LeBron one game to get back acclimated, and then these last five. Their offense has been great. Russ running that second unit and still not scoring at a high rate, but he did have 15 assists last game along with six turnovers. Um, I mean, and look, this is a nationally televised game with LeBron returning to Cleveland. Uh, hint that's going to be in the player props at this point because we are talking a big time show out spot. His last three trips to the land since he was on Cleveland, averaging nearly 39 points, 11 rebounds, and eight assists. Um, so with AD playing the way he is in his last 10, 35, 34 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks, with LeBron playing the way he is in the last five, 
I have a hard time betting against the Lakers. You know, whether you want to say the Cavs offense is more of a concern and I don't know if they can match points down the stretch with AD, who's just a problem. Jared Allen is questionable and they have no chance to stop him if Jared Allen does not play. Uh, or whether you want to just say, look, if it's a run and gun game, the Lakers have been comfortable in that style uh, and they just beat the freaking Bucks doing that in Milwaukee. Cleveland is next up, but they are not there yet. They are not um, that team that, you know, has a true alpha Evan, meaning basically Evan Mobley is not yet Giannis, even if you want to look at his trajectory as a guy who's going to be a real big two way player. Um, I just think, you know, this is this is the big boys coming to Cleveland in a spot that matters a lot to them um, and that they're just playing a lot better than they were earlier in the season when they lost to the Cavs. Of course, the biggest difference was the kind of the bench unit for the Cavs pulling away, holding the Lakers to just 16 points in the third quarter. Again, we're talking about that second half lull. But the Lakers have figured out their bench now um, with Russ running that unit, at least keeping the pace up. Austin Reeves playing very well. Um, and they they should have everybody tonight, right? LeBron, AD, probable. Everybody's ready to go here. They're in the middle of this roadie. But it's kind of, you know, the NBA is a game of runs. Well, it seems like a season of runs right now. And if you want to ride a team until they show that they're starting to let up, I think you take L.A. on the front end of a back-to-back tonight. I don't know about taking them in Toronto tomorrow night, but this game more important for them. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I'll go ahead and get ahead of that Toronto game tomorrow night and uh, bet on bet on the Raptors would be my my guess because it's going to get. Uh, I, I think once we see who plays and who doesn't play tomorrow night for the Lakers, uh, you're going to lose any value that you might have had on the Raptors being a really good home team, uh, despite their loss to the best team uh, in the history of the NBA, the Boston Celtics. No sh- no shame in losing to the Celtics at home right now. Uh, the Raptors are still a very good home team. Let's get back to this game. Uh, funnily enough, you said nobody's hurt for the Lakers, and I agree. Um, LeBron James is listed as probable. Uh, slightly day-to-day. I I laugh at that uh, heartily because we all know LeBron James is playing in Cleveland tonight. Um, And so then you you, you feel pretty good um, about his props and all that. But in this one, um, yeah, I I think it's not only the fact that you want to get on these teams that are are streaking the way that the the Lakers are. It's real to me. Like, it's a real streak because of the way that they're winning. Obviously, beating the three teams that they've won in their three-game win streak. Uh, The Blazers was a nice win uh, and they they did that handily. Blazers team without Dame. Um, The Bucks they obviously won that game, huge game that we that we talked about, and and you were all over. Um, and then the Wizards, they won beating the Wizards the way that it's the way that they beat the Wizards, one thirty to one nineteen. Um, that defense is not really up to par right now. The best player, obviously, the only defensive player that I feel pretty good about on the Lakers right now is Anthony Davis, just cleaning up all the mistakes that the rest of his team is making with their one hundred seventeen defensive rating over that win streak. Uh, but the reason they're winning is because their net rating is pot is plus ten because their their offensive rating is a hundred is better than one hundred twenty seven points per 100 possessions obviously not sustainable for a whole season but it is a really really good snippet of offense from them uh including obviously a streak from from ad as you said definitely inserting himself into the mvp conversation by averaging 42 points a game over his last three with 13 rebounds uh and only one turnover three blocks as well so just uh, you know an incredible one-man performance but lebron's back averaging 30 over that time as well with eight assists and seven boards and that's what you want from him is basically eight boards eight assists eight boards 29 points, 
MVP LeBron. That's, I mean, it sounds harsh, but that is his homeostasis, dude. Like he needs to be getting that for this, those numbers for this team to be winning the way that they are. And then the most important statistic that you might think isn't as important as Anthony Davis being 42 points a game, but Russell Westbrook, 10 assists and two turnovers a game, man, in three contests. You, you mentioned only uh, roughly 11 points or 10 points a game on just 11 field goal attempts um, and only three three-point attempts. Like, everything I just said is the key. It's not shooting threes. It's keeping that field goal percentage for uh, for Russ in the 40s, which it's still close to that. Still, you'd like him to be a little bit more efficient with his shots um, because he's not even getting to the, to the free throw line. The point is, is he's a and turning and not turning the ball over and if he's giving the ball up rather than throwing it at the rim while he drives into three guys then then this team is very capable of winning just do a little bit less Russell Westbrook and that's why their offense is clicking the way that it is as well and their their whole team is not turning the ball over uh, over the last three to the extent of the best in the league 8.8 percent turnover percentage um, not giving the ball away not giving up points in transition their half court offense is not wonderful um, I will say that uh, but they are at least uh, getting back on defense and, and playing good transition back Basketball, which is crucial uh, in most of these games for them, as I think it will be a little bit more tonight uh, in, in a Cleveland against Cleveland, who, you know, they're very, very good on defense wherever they're playing. We know that they limit their te- the, the opponent in every way possible points, rebounds, all of that. But the, the, what they need here uh, and, and what the, the style of play that they have at home, it, it's tailor made for the Lakers, right? They're, they're scoring eight more points per game at home is Cleveland. Um, their, their defense is just as good. As I said, it's actually a little bit better at home, um, but they've also got a pretty Decent, uh, decently easy uh, strength of schedule so far. If you look at who they've played, especially from the West, I don't feel as though they've been challenged enough to, to really feel like they're a juggernaut. I will say Cleveland is my team outside of Boston and Milwaukee to keep an eye on that that could probably you know make a play for the East if they pull things together. Um, but right now it still is a little bit. I mean, Donnie Mitchell's assists have come down a bit uh, in their last five games after he was diming up at a, at a career rate before that. Um, so I think all of that is to say. There's going to be points in this game. I prefer uh, an over on the total just because of the way that the Lake Show have been playing at 103 pace as well over the course of these last three games, winning them all. Um, so, uh, you know, if they're going to win, the Lakers are going to try and assert their will and play fast um, and, and just use AD as their sort of defensive stopper against Evan Mobley and not have to worry about Jared Allen. So th- five points seems like too much for the Lakers. I think people might not still believe in them, which is fine. Uh, as, if teams are going to continue, like, like the Lakers and, and the Kings are going to continue to find this type of value against teams that they're as good as then yeah i'll continue to to take the the, the points that, that they're giving me in this case five right now yeah i mean where is the lakers defense vulnerable it's it is in transition because they're just fine playing that way um it's all it's also vulnerable against teams that really spread the ball around and have a high assist to field goal ratio but cleveland fifth fewest fast break points at home 12th worst assist to field goal at home Um, And then where's the Lakers defense good keeping you off the free throw line and guarding the three point line. And when you have an offense that's built around two guards going, I go, you go, maybe that helps You know, that's why I'm having a hard time trying to predict an over or under. Maybe they do both light it up and they're then they're hot. But down the stretch, like if we get into clutch time, I would much rather have LeBron and AD that you can just throw it down to and say, make a call or don't. Uh, to the officials than than Donnie Mitchell trying to get around and through someone, which, you know, has been the problem for Cleveland recently. That's why they couldn't hang with Toronto. That's you know that's why they they couldn't even beat the Knicks right eighty one points against the Knicks, um, which an offense that's been lit, a defense has been lit up a lot lately. And then you look at the Cavs defense, number one in points per game, yes. Uh, also keeping guys off the free throw line, but. At home, 16th in terms of paint points allowed, 
Some of that has to do with Allen being out. But if he's not 100% or he is out, AD's march through the painted area shall continue. And <laughs> I, I, again, yeah, when it comes down to it, if it's a close game, I'd much rather have the Lakers money line. Uh, I'd much rather have them plus five because I, I don't think the Cavs are going to be able to blow them out here. It, it is a new day for this team. And all they needed was kind of the, a little bit of a run, a little bit of momentum to 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 get that swagger back that they actually are the contending team that that won a title just two years ago and not a complete uh, de- decrepit uh, you know situation there. So uh, looking at the money line and there are some player performance doubles that like eighty double double is plus two hundred in a win. That's just like taking the money line again. LeBron eight rebounds plus three seventy and LeBron's been shooting a lot of threes lately. Uh, because the Lakers don't have many other options from the perimeter. And for him to hit four threes and win, nice, juicy, plus 750 at FanDuel. He did hit seven threes in one of those trips back to Cleveland. So keep an eye on those if you want to juke the money line a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, if LeBron uh, is going to hit four threes in this game, um, then then uh, yeah, I feel like they would. That means that the offense is clicking. Obviously, you still need to depend on a few other guys. And what's Russell Westbrook going to do? Is he going to pass to Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker uh, and, and AD when he gets in there, or is he going to uh, take, finish that shot around the rim? And as of late, it's been a good good enough for him to to kind of keep them in games. Their clutch uh, numbers over the course of their last five or so is also really really good. Um, Cleveland not really playing many clutch games to be honest recently. Uh, they just don't they. They're, they've got the worst uh, net rating does Cleveland in clutch time over the course of the last three because they haven't really played at all. Um, so it's not quite fair there, but I, at, either way, I trust LeBron in this situation and, and you've got to assume that he's going to have the ball in his hand pressing. Um, I think he's going to win. I don't know that you necessarily just want to say his usage is going to skyrocket beyond what it's already been at with his 24 uh, field goal attempts a game, uh, which is where AD's at too. But the bulk of the, the, the production is going to come from those two guys. Um, so you can feel pretty good about the way that they're going to handle things and, and get their points. The Mavs, now are plus four uh it's fluctuating a little bit around plus four and a half and the total is 223 out in denver dallas is on a back-to-back here they just blew out the suns in an in now it's kind of an emotional letdown spot because the the Mavs and the suns absolutely hate each other they have that crazy back and forth game in the opener this year and it's i i mean we talked about the player props in that game yesterday and i should have just been like expect the unexpected like Something's going to go crazy here. And sure enough, yeah, Dallas hit just like every three they took, pulled away early. So Luke only had to play 29 minutes, still had a ridiculous line. Um, and now you get Dallas on short rest and on the road, two spots they've just been horrible at lately. Uh, they are an NBA worst 0-3-1 against the spread this season on back-to-backs, failing to cover by eight points per game. They are 2-8 and eight straight up on the road. This year, since last season, they are 10 and 24 straight up as road dogs, losing by six points per game. Um, In their last five road games, they have a 118 defensive rating, lost four or five of those. And they're at Denver, which is, you know, a a market home court advantage. Um, They strangely enough, these teams have met four straight times in Dallas, just kind of the way. The schedule stacked end of the season last year and then two November meetings this year where Joker and Aaron Gordon were unable to play. Um, And still, you know, after the Mavs had that kind of spike game we saw last night where their threes are falling, where everything's working and they won by 28. 
The Nuggets come back the next night and just grind out a win without Joker, you know, with DeAndre Jordan playing significant minutes, which if there's anything you can overcome, uh, it's maybe the worst center in the NBA playing significant minutes and the Nuggies still won that one. So they're great at home, uh, six and two as home favorites this year, winning by 11 points per game. Uh, and they're three and two against the spread with a rest advantage here. Really, I'm just looking at what they're able to do at home, limiting um, number two three-point defense. That's what you start with right now. Dallas shoots the second highest percentage of their points from three. Uh, I mean, field goals from three scores a high percentage of points when they're hitting. When they're not hitting, that offense really grinds to a halt. And and Denver's just so much better at home. We saw this last season, too. They're fourth in points allowed at home versus 23rd on the road. Eighth in defense efficiency at home, 29th on the road. The things they are giving up, second chance points, fast break points, Dallas is like allergic to those. Josh often says that they think they feel like they cannot run a fast break. It is not allowed in the NBA, and especially on a back-to-back when you just have to preserve Luka, all the energy you can for him. They're definitely going to be walking the ball up here. Uh, I would definitely lean under more than over when considering that. Um, and, and then you just look at what Dallas does. Like if the three point shot is not falling, they, where do they turn for offense? Cause they have the second fewest paint points on the road. Third fewest overall in their last three games. Christian Wood has turned into kind of a three point weight in the three, weight in the corner, three point specialist. And yeah. He was hitting in his first matchup with the Nuggets, had 28 points, and then they quickly figured out that he's kind of being a one-trick pony in this offense, and they held him to five points in the next meeting, and now they have Aaron Gordon to stick on him. So I just don't know where Dallas is going to get anything going other than Luka, who you know has a couple of tough defenders to deal with who are dealing with some rest advantage. they got KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, whatever they want to throw at him. Um, and I, I think Denver finally back home the last time they hosted Dallas, they won by 31. Um, so I, I think they, they can win and cover. I am a little bit concerned if, if you feel like you want to hedge maybe and tease this game, take the Lakers at plus nine, tease that up. Cause I don't think they're getting blown out in Cleveland. And I think Denver's winning this game and probably covering four points too. Yeah, I think they probably are. I think it's a situation to just let it ride for them. Um, interestingly, you know, the the the, the um, Mavs on the road, as you said, as bad as they are, um, you know, everything for for Denver uh, and the way that you see them winning this game, it's it's also just as much about as good how good they are at home. They're they're three point and, and really for Dallas when you're talking about their opponent, start with their three point defense. How good is their three point defense? Denver's second best uh, opponent three point percentage at home. Dallas um, in their wins, they're shooting roughly seven uh, percentage points better from deep. As we know on the road, they're shooting uh, roughly three percentage points worse from deep. Um, so everything about them is the three pointer. Um, the three point attempts are up there as we know for the Mavs second most, as you mentioned, field goal attempts percentage of their field goal attempts from three um so for me like it's it's an easy example of of a back-to-back and on the road for the Mavs like I don't need I don't need 
the money line for for Denver in that one. I'll go ahead and take the points, and, and maybe this game is over um, really before halftime because of the fact that they're so reliant on Luka, and, there's, and you see how much he has to do. Granted, he got a, a nice bit of rest last night that they probably weren't expecting him to be able to have uh, in a game that they thought they might have to grind out a bit more against the Suns after you know, they just blew him out. So that does you know lead you to feel a little bit better about Luka um, having some stamina tonight, but are his guys going to make threes? And if you look at all the, the key players for him uh, that he needs to be hitting these threes when they're, you know, when he's passing them the ball on the road, as they did last night, that's why he had six assists in that first half. Um, then, then you feel good about them. But when you've got guys like Dorian Finney Smith, uh, Christian Wood, and uh, well, I'll leave out, um, I'll leave out, THJ, Tim Hardaway Jr., because he's been playing well over the last five, actually shooting better than 50% from three. But outside of him, Reggie Bullock, under 30%, Christian Wood, under 30%, Dorian Finney-Smith, just over 30% uh, when it comes to these three-point percentages for them. So if those role players aren't hitting, uh, we know that Denver is going to just swarm Luka. Obviously, it's it's a little bit better. KCP is questionable. I believe he's going to play was, was what I last heard, but he is questionable. That's a pretty big wing defender, but Bruce Brown's going to be in there, um, and, and so is Aaron Gordon tonight, I believe as well so they're gonna have plenty of guys available to to guard the wings to guard the big uh wings that they have like dorian finney smith uh michael porter jr out but we are expecting him to be out that's what he does he's out right now um so but regardless that's why you have kcp on this squad uh as well to be able to have another solid defender and, and versatile defender so defending the three shooting the three for denver their offense has been incredible and that that defense for dallas just goes down a bit i i, I know that the under feels a bit better for a dallas team um uh, that is on that that second leg of that back to back and probably tired mostly because Luca has to you know do most of it for them. But at the same time, like th- their defense is so bad <laughs> when they're on the road and and on these back to backs, the second leg of these that with that Denver offense being what it is at home and and how efficient it is at home, it, it, it's hard to stop from anywhere. I mean, they they can beat you in a variety of ways. They are not relying on the three pointer, um, and they're not even really they're they're they are passing the ball pretty well. Is Denver, but there's still room for improvement in terms of the way that they're sharing it and those. Uh, it's either way, there's not going to be an answer for Joker, who has kind of reverted to um, passing a bit more rather than scoring, it seems, when he's playing Dallas. His his player, his points prop is only at 24 and a half tonight for the Joker against Dallas. I, I don't know who you expect to stop him. It's really just a matter of um, is he going to be uh, looking for his shot as much as you know we, we want him to in these situations. 11 and a half rebounds for him is also even money on a Dallas team that's way worse at rebounding on the road uh, and allowing a lot more offensive rebounds to their opponent, which is another pretty big moment, a uh, pretty big stat in terms of second chance points for Denver. If you're going to allow Joker to get in there and get offensive rebounds, same thing for Aaron Gordon uh, in their wins. Their average, their, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, at home, they have 20 fast break points uh, and 17 chance, second chance points a game, both which are good for uh, top three. So if you're not going to get back and you're not going to guard or you're, and or you're not going to guard the offensive rebounds, two things that Dallas has not been doing well on defense on the road, then, then Denver's just going to eat you alive if you're not hitting your threes like I don't expect them to. So go ahead and feel good about Denver tonight, even with the four and a half. Uh, just a really good spot for them against the Mavs. Yeah, good spot because they've just lost two on the road. They're back home where they have notable splits the last two seasons. You have to go back to February of 2021 for the Nuggets to have lost three straight games. And that includes – when they didn't have Joker for a while and, and dealing with the same COVID issues that everybody else was. Um, And you look at that situation, it was coming back home to face the bucks too, uh, a little bit more of a reliable, impressive team that they lost three in a row there. Uh, So, I mean, you, maybe you don't have KCP, maybe the three point shot is not falling because you don't have Michael Porter jr. Tonight. 
I think that's great, though, against a Dallas team that that you you know, if you want to play in a phone booth against them with Bruce Brown and, and Aaron Gordon being the, the strong competitors that they are, and then they kind of the Swiss Army knives, if you will, yeah. around Joker. Then I think they'll control this game. Joker should control this game. You said you mentioned his rebound prop. He does have exactly 16 rebounds in three straight against Dallas. So definitely like that at plus money. Um, and, and just like him to keep Denver's offense on pace here and like Dallas to just have a letdown. Uh, as they once again, you know, they've they've ebbed and flowed all season. They're a 500 team. Showing those spikes, they beat the Warriors at home. Then they go ahead and they lose in Detroit in overtime uh, the next night. And here we are again. They beat Phoenix, big emotional win. And now they go to Denver and and probably could either lay an egg or just come up short. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I think laying an egg feels right. And either way, I mean, Denver's going to be bringing it to them. I know Joker's excited to play them after missing those two games in a row, even though they did win one of them. So uh, we've said this about Dallas. They can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. They're showing that this season. They just beat the best team in the West a few games after getting beat by the worst team in the league in Detroit, uh, between them and San Antonio anyway. Uh, so either way, like this is a situation where if you're going to say they've let down in these against bad teams, they're not playing a bad team and they're playing a good team with something to win as you mentioned after losing a few games in a row so you're listening to the lines.com podcast network looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top u.s sports books all in one place then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust check out the lines.com nfl megapod as matt brown steven andrus and adam candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate join the coast to coast podcast crew mondays through fridays as nate weitzer and josh lander bring you the best player props and game lines for major league baseball the nba and the nfl and tune in to beat the closing line twice a week as nicole russo mo nawara and eli hershkovich dive into nfl opening lines plus special guests from the sports betting world so subscribe rate and review to the lines podcast network the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into your first NBA play a prop for tonight. Yeah, you said it. LeBron's back in Cleveland, uh, and he loves to uh, do it Do it for the land. I mean, he'll certainly have some fans there tonight. It's on TV. Pretty much a standalone game here with Miami and Detroit. Nobody really cares about that one. Uh, in his last three trips to Cleveland since he left the Cavs, averaging 39 points per game, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, the assists have been down lately because the Lakers don't have that much shooting to spread around him. But a double double is pretty likely here, and a triple double is plus fifteen hundred for a guy with like what a hundred triple doubles in his career. I I don't hate sprinkling on that, but forty and a half pra is the number I would attack here. I mean, I think LeBron. Also, it's like 34 and a half points in rebounds. The rebounding is going to be there because Cleveland's offense is stuck in the mud right now. It's probably going to struggle down the stretch. If Jared Allen plays, AD is going to be tangling with him. LeBron is going to come in and clean the glass. Uh, I believe it's just seven and a half rebounds standalone. But, I mean, I do think he's going to score. I think he's going to be shooting threes. You look on the road this season, he's averaging 28 points per game, hitting three threes at 37%. His usage rate is six points higher on the road, 35%, uh, because the Lakers don't have perimeter scores, really. And he understands that he has to kind of spread the floor, draw enough respect away from AD. 
uh, with with that perimeter shot. He's really warmed up since coming back from that abdomen injury and averaging 30 a game, eight rebounds, only six assists, like I said, but that's still good for 44 PRA. And for him to you, you expect him to, to suddenly fall below that average at Cleveland on a, on a national TV game. I don't think so. Not betting against LeBron James. I'm not. I'm not betting against anybody's player props tonight. To be honest with you, in that game, I, I'm. I'm seeing points. I'll probably hit an over uh, in that one as well, uh, uh, as well as hit the Lakers. To be honest with you, um, you could take AD in this situation. I wouldn't tell you not to. Twenty-seven and a half points for him is high. The man just got fifty-five. Been averaging forty-two over his last three. Had uh, I think what now twelve of his last fourteen. He's had thirty points. So like twenty-seven and a half. I know that the the Cavs are limit you as they want to do. Um, but for both those guys, LeBron. Just blindly click LeBron tonight if he's back in Cleveland is how I would play it. Um, and then for AD, I think he's going to be just as uh, formidable as he's been. So uh, I'm going to stick into in this game, though, and talk about the both of the other guards and both of the other best players on their team in terms of Darius Garland and Donnie Mitchell. Start with Darius Garland um, here. He's been playing super well. You can get 23.5 at pretty much even money for his points at DK, or you can get 22.5 points um, for about minus 113 at fan duel for him so get an extra point a little bit worse juice but you you get one less point two and a half three pointers made is even money over that for him tonight um i mean look the the lakers aren't playing defense just because they're winning right now they're they're playing offense um and and both of these guys between darius and donnie could are could be primed for a big game i think the the thought process for darius garland being the guy to choose tonight is one his prop is much lower 22 and a half versus the 27 and a half that donnie has on fan duel um and if donnie's been so insanely good against his team on on the jazz especially his last three where he just brings it every time he's playing them 33 points a game five assists shooting 54% from the field uh, and 38% from three um, with a 33.5% usage rate. So if the Lakers want to focus on him and shut him down, pro- try to shut him down, probably a pretty good idea. Of course, you do have Darius Garland on the other side. The point is Darius Garland's not going to get double teamed. If anybody is, it's Donnie Mitchell. So that's where the thought process is, is that you take Darius, uh, at, especially when he's at home where he's way, way better. That's that's another issue here for, or not issue, I guess, issue when he's on the road. Uh, definitely good when he's at home. 30 points a game at home versus 16 and a half on the road. That's wild splits for, especially for an individual. Um, 31% usage rate is five percentage points higher than when he's on the road. Um, and his splits are just wildly better. I mean, he's just not making shots on the road. 53% from the field at home, 52% from deep at home, 34%, 29 uh, on the road. So th- that that drop in, in splits is huge. And the reason that you, you would feel better about Darius scoring tonight maybe take both of them or at least one of them. If you, you know, there's a little bit of negative correlation, both of them getting their over their points props. Um, so you probably get some pretty good juice, but either way, either of those guys, I'd feel pretty good about because they're, they both should get over um, uh, the, the, the prop where it sits for them anyway. Was it a negative correlation when Donnie and Karis LeBert both had 41 in Boston? Cause that's what Cleveland needs to do to be, to be able to keep pace with a team that, that is legit. Um, if the Lakers are legit, they're at least going to get a legit effort from this team because, again, it's LeBron coming back. It's a high-profile TV game. Those home road splits are crazy. Um, so I think with Garland, I don't think I need to take the points. I think I would take two-and-a-half threes at even money. Different odds at different places there. Uh, you might have to go minus 115 or so. But he's shooting 52% from three at home. He hit 10 threes in that 51-point game against many, uh, you know, four threes against Miami, four against Portland, then cold on the road. 
and is his last two at home there, five for 10 against Philly and Orlando. So I think, you know, if, if it's a Lakers team that tries to pack the paint and deny Donnie Mitchell, uh, there's going to be a lot of good looks for him from perimeter DG, that is. Uh, switching over to the other game we break down here, the Nuggets and Mavs. I know we both like the Joker to keep boarding up. I think we like a lot of rebounds to be available in this game for Dallas, uh, for Denver, because Dallas struggles to score on the road. Uh, so I like Aaron Gordon here, um, combining his points and rebounds at 22 and a half. He scored double figures in nine of his last 10. The exception was when he played 14 minutes in a blowout win over Houston. He got in early foul trouble. They didn't need him. Still in that span, averaging 18 points and seven boards. Per 36 this year, Josh averaging uh, 29 combined points and rebounds. And Denver is going to have to, you know, throw him out there on Christian Wood on, you know, as an, an alternative defender on Luka because he is that big body who can keep Luka out of the paint where he's doing most of his damage. Uh, Denver turned it around after losing by 28 to Dallas when Christian Wood went off and they just shut him down. And Aaron Gordon missed both those games. And so now he's kind of a pivotal factor that that is something that makes us like Denver a lot at minus four here with the rest advantage. He scored and doubled figures in 10 straight against Dallas. Um, you know, 14 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game. Not incredible numbers, but it still gets you close to this prop. And I think he will go over it tonight because I think Dallas is going to be a little cold offensively after their hot shooting last night. And, and that's what you're looking for. And then, yeah, you need uh, Ago to get in there and get his rebounds. But like we're saying, there's going to be rebounds to be had. And if you're telling me Joker to get 12 right now uh, against this team is positive, uh, you know, is basically an even line there, then, yeah, I'll go ahead and take It's actually a little bit plus money. It's like plus 105 for him to get the 11 and a half rebounds on DraftKings right now for, for the Joker. But either of these guys um, to, to get their points and rebounds feels like a pretty good bet in, in, a, in a game that's going to have some bricks. So I'm going to have some fun with our our very last pick of today, Nate, uh, and, and kind of uh, do take this pick at you. Uh, ever since you started verbalizing your actual disdain, not disdain, that's not fair, but ever since you started verbalizing your opinion on Killian Hayes as the worst draft pick in the first like, top 10 draft pick ever, uh, for his even for where he was taken, he's since done Anthony pretty Bennett. well. And he's, not ever. I'm sorry, since Anthony did it. Excuse me, since Anthony Bennett, uh, before that, maybe we're talking about like a Kwame Brown or Michael Olo candy situation. But uh, in this one, we've got uh, Killian Hayes, 10 and a half points. He's had his opportunities with Cade, uh, Cade Cunningham out, and he's taken advantage of them. It's minus 105 for him to get more than 10 points on DraftKings right now. So even money there for him to hit two threes is plus 182 on DraftKings. And like I said, for the last five, 15 points a game and eight assists, um, almost two made threes, about 1.8 on about 4.4 attempts, but he's shooting 41%. So if he gets five attempts in there, he's going to be hit. He's going to be making two. Um, he had 35 points combined uh, versus Dallas and Memphis recently, 15 of 26 shooting though, 58% from the floor for for the young man so I, I mean he's showing some uh some promise here uh he's had some pretty good matchups he played against Giannis and the Bucks team there recently uh and went for 17 points a game uh over his last what roughly like five or so so I mean in that in that last game 
against them with the, <laughs> with the way that he's sort of um, coming to life and actually like playing with confidence. I think there's reason to like uh, you know his his ability to get 11 points. Maybe you consider some assists in there too on, on a night where we don't have that much to choose from, as we've been saying uh, in this Detroit Miami game. Miami on the second leg of a back to back and not exactly impressive right now after another loss to a Memphis team that really was playing their subs for the whole game. So uh, Killian Hayes probably an NBA sub and belongs coming off the bench, but in this game uh, has plenty of opportunity to get his 11 points uh, and make Nate continue to, to rue the day that he ever talked trash on Killian Hayes. Look, it's fine. I mean, uh, Ben Simmons, we were all over his over at 10 and a half points, and I'm not going to suddenly say like he's a great player again. Uh, <laughs> it's opportunity for Killian Hayes. Yeah, yeah. but Kate Cunningham's out. Jaden Ivey isn't going to hog usage that much. The Heat are on a back-to-back here. Um, and the young man gained a little confidence. You mentioned that game against Dallas. He uh, hit two clutch threes there to, to force overtime, and the Pistons go on and win it. He was a plus nine. Uh, I, I'm not going to dig too deep, but that was the last time he's been a plus uh, in the plus minus department for uh, in recent memory. And again, we're just talking about how bad of a decision it was for the Pistons and several other teams to not draft Tyrese Halliburton with that pick and, and go with this guy who was just a complete unknown, maybe hoping he'd be the next Luca because he was playing pretty well in Europe in some bad league. But any case, yeah, I mean, plus 180 for a couple threes against Miami, which their give a shit factor fluctuates wildly. I like the juice there. And, and I do think he gets double digit points here. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and like you said, it's just it's about opportunity. Uh, and Killian Hayes will not be someone that we you probably hear too often in player props, especially once Kate Cunningham comes back and we start talking about him a little bit more. So that is all the time we have for you. And this one, make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Coming back to you each and every weekday of this regular season with our game videos and our player props. So until we see you next, happy betting. Yeah.